pray. God, help us to depend on your word. Help us to trust Jesus. For we face trials of many kinds, and we need your help to consider them pure joy. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are turning the page from Hebrews directly to the letter of James. And if you uh, noted in the first things first, most of us don't like to be tested, but we do face tests of many kinds. And James encourages us, James, Jesus' brother, Jesus' younger brother, talk about tests. That was a joke. Wow, it's late. Maybe I have to do some jumping jacks up here to get some attention. Jesus' younger brother, James writes that we are to consider all trials, pure joy. But that is not exactly an easy thing to do. And so this morning we're going to be unpacking verse 2 of our text. But we'll be reading a few other verses, and so I'd encourage you to follow along up on the screen or uh, grab the Bible from the chair in front of you as we read together from James. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Down to verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And then we're going to skip down to chapter 5, verse 7. We're taking a thematic look at James. Verse 7 of chapter 5. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. For see how the farmer waits For the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you'll be judged. And the judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. For as you know, we count, (coughs) excuse me, As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. And you have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So above all, brothers and sisters, do not swear by heaven or by earth or anything else, for all you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you'll be condemned. This is the word of the Lord. We're going to look at three words this morning. We're going to be looking at the word trial. We're going to be looking at the word joy, and we're going to be looking at the word consider. Trial, joy, and consider. And so if you like uh, taking notes and you want to know what the three-point sermon is, uh, those are the three words we're going to be looking at, all of them found in verse 2. But I want to begin our thinking about the word trial or temptation here by uh, bringing us back a few months into the middle months of 2020, when the Toddler Temptation Challenge was all the rage on Facebook and Instagram. For those of you who are on the social media site, uh, you've probably seen this. If you watch America's Funniest Home Videos, you've seen this. Uh, The 
goal or the way this temptation unfolds is that a parent brings a toddler into a room where a treat sits unwrapped. It's a treat that the toddler will want. And uh, a phone is set up to capture the way that this event unfolds. And so the parent uh, sits down with the toddler and says, you know, uh, look, I've got this treat for you. And then the adult says, hey, I've got to go to the next room. I'll be right back. Wait to eat until I come back. Right? And so the parent walks off and the toddler is sitting there and there's the candy bar sitting on the table. And then the video captures, of course, what unfolds. Now, we all know what the best videos are like, right? The best videos are not the obedient child who sits there like this. Right? Nor are the best videos the one that as soon as the parent has turned their back, grabbed the candy, and just chowed down. The best videos, the best temptation toddler videos are the kind where the child is like squirming and, you know, kind of goes over and, you know, you can find these videos all over the internet, right? And so the toddler will turn and, you know, kind of look and I want to invite us to wonder just for a few moments if this is not how we imagine God to be when we go through trials. How many of us, if we're really honest, when we're going through something that we do not want, and it doesn't matter the kind of trial, something that we didn't plan for, that we imagine God to be a little bit like the parent who has set us up to fail. That God is almost like the Father in heaven who's sitting on his throne room, maybe even nudging Jesus like, look at how miserable he is. As we are squirming and trying our very best not to give in to temptation. If that's our picture of God, or that's even a small inclination of how we imagine God to be, there's no way that we could ever say a trial we can face with pure joy. Because the God who would sit behind that is not a merciful, gracious God, but a God who is the kind of God who, when we're walking over a rope, quick picks it up to see if we can fall. The word trial here is an important one to get right. And it's why we have a desk up here. The reason it's called a toddler temptation is because in many ways this experiment is designed in hopes that the toddler will fail, right? When we're watching the video on America, America's Funniest Home Video, we hope the toddler messes up, 
It's no fun if they sit there obediently. Yes, mom. And then five minutes later, the parent comes back. No, nobody's watching that video. But the Bible is very clear about the difference between temptation and test. God does not tempt, which means that God does not intentionally set us up to fail. God is not like a parent up in heaven hoping to watch us fall over on our faces so he can run, put his arm around us and say, I told you so, let's try again. That is not how God is. But God does test us. And unless you have had the most uh, malevolent, most awful teacher, tests are designed to pass. Tests are designed for the individuals or the classes to give account of how far they have come. In many ways, if you don't get a test, it means you have not accomplished anything to show for. A test is a way to see how far one has matured, grown. And so the first word we really got to come to grips with is that word trial. And it's a word that shows up all over the book of James. His letter, this brother of Jesus writing to the church, the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Most of us are aware that it's not if we face tests, it's when we face tests. It's when we face tests of many trials, of many kinds. And of course, this really doesn't matter. It could be that we have forgotten to put gas in the car, and now we're stranded by the road, and this is the test, the test of our own doing. It could be a test of a a post we've put on social media, and now we're getting lamb-blasted for it, a kind of persecuted test. It could be a test where we have done every single thing that we should do. We have played by the rules. We have been a picturesque employee. But after three decades of working for the same place, we were too expensive for them, and so they let us go. It, does, it really doesn't matter what kind of test it is. What James is concerned about and what God is asking us through James to be concerned about is the response. And the reality is that we've had an entire year and a half almost now to figure out how we respond to trial. And I wonder how many of us this morning, again, if we're really honest, would look in the mirror and say, if we were to do COVID all over again, I'd do it the same. Not the practices in society, not the things that have been said by authorities, just what we ourselves internally and externally lived out. The way we responded to people, the way we read the news, the way we went into meetings, 
in conversations. What do we do at all exactly the same? In many ways, that's the invitation James is putting in front of us because we are still facing trials. And one of the things that we learn constantly in the Christian faith as we face things that we don't expect, don't anticipate, don't want, is how will we react? Second word, I gotta turn this on or I could, can you move the slides please, Anne? Thank you. John says, or excuse me, James says, the way we respond needs to be joy. Much easier to complain much easier to lash out, much easier to bail, to numb, much easier to react with anything but joy. Wouldn't it it have been fascinating if all of us, as COVID unfolded every single day, instead of posting whatever it is we posted or saying whatever we posted, simply responded with this verse. I'm trying hard to consider it pure joy when I face trials of many kinds. How different the world might have been. And the reality is that we live in a society that is struggling and doesn't know how to respond to things when they go wrong. When things fall apart, how do you respond when you have no faith? How many of us have have heard people say, I don't know now what to do. But when we have faith in Jesus Christ, we hear the opposite. We hear things like, I don't know what people who don't know Jesus do in a time like this. And so the question James asks us right off the bat as we look at all these different kinds of trials, and we're going to meet a whole bunch of them in this book, the trial of taming our tongue, the trial of not playing favorites, the trial of caring for orphans and widows, the trial of uh, actually living out our faith, walking our walk and talking the talk. Uh, All of these are tests of our faith, every single one of them. And they were designed to grow in us a joyful perseverance so that we will be whole and made perfect and reflect the image of Jesus Christ. But consider for a few moments as we go back through that list, just what's our typical response? To complain? Is it to be the victim constantly? It's not my fault. Is it to lash out and spew, not caring who hits, the shrapnel hits? Or is it to turn on the TV again or find a a substance to just numb out? Joy, says James, is founded on the belief and the understanding that life is a gift of God. And it does not depend on our circumstances. It does not depend on the immediacy of the moment. It depends on the eternal nature of who God is 
and of what he has promised about us. So while the moment might be falling apart, the whole moment, which is a blink blink of an eye, is not going to hell in a handbasket. That's our second word, joy. But all of that, of course, third word, if you would hit the slide, depends on the word consider. Consider literally means to put in front of the mind. To bring out in front of one's view. Now, most of us would make the argument that you can't control what you think. Did this exercise every once in a while with kids in catechism? I'd like you in this moment to not think about a purple elephant wearing a hula hoop dress. Whatever you do, do not think about a purple elephant wearing a hula hoop dress. Consider not thinking about an elephant purple wearing a hula hoop dress. We can do it, but notice the intensity that it takes to change our thoughts, to change what comes in front of our view, what it takes to change, because naturally our brains will automatically go to the thing it most naturally falls into. And we find ourselves default, lashing out, complaining, getting angry, numbing out. We find ourselves in the default rain or vein, excuse me, and that's where we just sort of settle. And James says it's not easy to just consider things pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. It is going to take effort. It is going to take work. But it is worth it because perseverance Perseverance must finish its work so that we may be mature and complete. Consider with me for a few moments someone you know who lives this out and how attractive that life is. That person, when they go to be with Jesus, There are no seats in the worship center because their life has been the kind of life that has considered at every moment, this is joy. And God is in it and I don't see it and I don't like it, but I consider it joy. We're drawn to those people. We want to be like those people. And how different The opposite. How different the opposite. We walk the other way in the back of the church fellowship hall. When we see their name come up on caller ID, we let it go to voicemail. We walk the other direction. It takes work, says James, to live this way. To truly put in front of one's that in the midst of this trial, God is present. And though I do not understand, he is working this for my good. (laughs) 
Now, we're going to be looking at a number of ways in which James puts in front of the church the challenge of this, some of these tests. And we don't get a lot of gospel in James. We don't get a lot of the way you consider it pure joy is this way by watching Jesus. Hebrews is full of that, right? The series we just got done with was sort of all about Jesus at every turn of phrase, every moment of the book, everything we looked at was all about Jesus. James is sort of the practical application of that. But every now and then we get hints. And the hint is in verse 11 of chapter 5, part of our text, where James writes, Count as blessed those who have persevered, for the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Let's pray together. Lord God, we need your compassion and your mercy for ourselves, for others, because we don't necessarily we don't necessarily do trials and temptations and tests very well. But the reality is that you use things in our life that we don't want or like to form and shape us. Because of Jesus, they are not punishments. You are not like the parent in the toddler challenge, hoping we will fail. You are full of compassion and mercy, who gives good gifts but who also desires that we will look like Jesus. And in order to be formed and shaped, we need practice. We need testing. And so God, help us to consider it pure joy. And maybe over the next couple of days, bring to mind our normal default reaction and how your spirit might be encouraging us to change. We pray in Christ Jesus.